Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, a resilience podcast where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, obesity, health, and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. This week, we are going to dive further into finding our purpose and the right path for our career and ultimately our life. We are speaking with Penelope Lazal, an intuitive career coach and soul healer. After 30 years in the corporate environment, conforming to restrictions, which caused burnout, mental health challenges, and eventually severe illness, she made changes to change the way she worked and received amazing results in her life. She works with clients to empower them in their careers and create more freedom. I'm excited to speak with Penelope and dive into her thoughts on creating more balance, harmony, and freedom at work. So welcome, Penelope, to the podcast. I'm so happy to connect with you this morning. Hiya. How are you? Good. How are you? Yes, I'm fine. All right. Why don't we start with you providing your background and how you came to being an intuitive career coach and soul healer? So I became a soul healer and career coach. I The career coaching is longstanding. I've been in recruitment for over 20 years, um, having been in, recruit, uh, in the corporate world for 30, 30 years of those. So recruitment is my background. It's what I know. So naturally, the career coach side of things was a natural progression. Um, however, the soul healing came about because I... I suffered multiple burnout. The The corporate world is one of those where you, you end up really, really trapped within the conformities of it. So working the nine to five, you sort of have to pigeon your hole into making sure that you fit into the ideal. Um, but what that has is a knock on effect to your you know, your mental health. There's so many people in that sort of industries that burn out under the pressures of targets and so forth that it it can mean that it's quite a challenging environment. So I suffered multiple burnouts. At one point, I had such crippling anxiety. I was off work for about six months with that. Um, And then culminating in serious illness um, about six years ago. Um, so I started to weave spirituality into it. I'd always been a little bit of spiritual, but I started to lean into some of the things that I know, meditation, journaling, that sort of thing. Um, and then when I started seeing the effects, I cured my anxiety, I cured my mental health. And that's when I started thinking, this is what I need to take to the next level. And that's where my, my background in it came from. Oh, that's really interesting. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense. And I know many of us struggle with our mental health at some point. Um, You know, it can be early in our career when we can't figure things out. Um, It can be later as definitely as the pressure kind of mounts. So how can career coaching help us to find our best selves? So with career coaching, you can, um, the type of career coaching that I do is I really go into the purpose. So I will, because I use the spirituality and I'm not just a typical career coach, I will Mm -hmm. work with you to discover what your purpose is. And I will tune into your higher self and your guides, and I will be able to check into where your purpose is. You, you know, and by doing that, that career coaching will then find the position that you actually need to be in that will suit what your soul needs. And that's where the mental health side of things can really start to reduce down. That makes sense. Okay. 
And so what are some of the clues that can lead us to know that we need to make that change in either how we're working or where we're working? I know you had some very specific ones in terms of illness. Um, what else can people be seeing in their life? It's, it's the way it affects your personal life as well. So it tends to overspill. So you'll start to see little patterns like um, fatigue being a big one. You'll get home from a long day and you're absolutely shattered. But that's continual. It's not just a one off. Mm -hmm. You will notice things like irritable with your family. I used to come home and be very snappy with my family and it'd be like, just, just leave me alone. And you'd sort of start feeling yourself almost like a cloak starting to, you know, wrap itself around you. Mm -hmm. um, but it's little clues throughout the day as well. You know, you sit with hours in front of a computer and you can feel the tension starting to build on your shoulders. And, you know, if you don't address that at that point, you know, that that can lead to strain on your body. Um, but it's it's more so the fatigue, the irritability, that side of things that you will really start to do. You just don't feel like you fully belong. And I used to joke quite often in my career that I, I felt like I was a square peg in a round hole, didn't quite mm. fit. <laughs> and it is that, you, you just sort of feel it in your body and you, you sort of get the clues are there that this isn't quite sitting right with you. That makes a lot of sense. So then do you believe that everyone really has a specific career purpose? Completely, completely. And I loved that question. I absolutely love that question. I really do. And I think the clues are there. I think the clues are there when we're children and we're starting to find things that we enjoy, things we don't enjoy, and we start to grow. And you, you will find that when you go into whatever career it is, there'll be elements from your childhood that will come through. So for me, having been in recruitment for so long, I knew it was for me. So if I take it back the 20 years ago when I fell into recruitment and I literally fell into it, I was doing I was doing customer service at that point and I, I'd been made redundant. I took a temping job and I ended up in a recruitment job. Um, for me, I'm a people person. I loved finding people jobs. I loved finding, and I've always been a purple, which is why I'd gone into the customer service side. So I knew that I'd found my place in the world just because it made my heart sing. And I think everybody's got that within them somewhere. It's just a matter of finding it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then it sounds like it's also, it's finding the purpose, but then kind of working in the right way for your own mental health? Completely, yes. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I, I don't like to take it back to the recruitment side of things. I love what I do, absolutely love it, but it can be unforgiving. Mm -hmm. So early on in my career where I was trying to make an impression, I wanted to really, you know, stand out. I'm new to recruitment. I was quite late in my 20s when I found it. I, I, that was my first burnout. I was working 24 hours a day, you know, because wow. I was on call 24 seven, I would do really long hours. I'd leave the house at about three o'clock in the morning and I'd be home at about 10 o'clock. I'd then be on call overnight. And sometimes I'd be woken up at midnight. You know, there was just no stopping. And because I put myself in that roller coaster as much as I loved it, the, the ill health came from it. And unfortunately, a couple of years later, I was, I was a bit of a mess. Um, so it's about finding the job that you love, but then being able to work within it to a way that's harmonious to you. And if you can find that, happy days. It's lovely. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, absolutely. That kind of sounds like the dream. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> 
So then what do you tell your clients when they know they're not happy in their career? So maybe it's not as fulfilling as they'd like or something's off, but then they're also really afraid to make a change and they might not even know what that change would be. Um, I guess, yeah. How, where do they start? So I think the way they'd start with this in that kind of scenario, because it might not be jumping ship and, and leaving and going to a new role. Mm-hmm. It might just be finding where they fit within the role that they're currently at. So it's taking those little baby steps and, and just working within themselves to find out, does this work? Does that work? And you can do that quite comfortably in a job that you're, you're doing. So um, my last recruitment job... Um, my my manager and I was I was really fortunate to have a manager that allowed me to do that. I could I could work in a way that suited me and I just kept trying and playing different things until I found the way that worked and and brought me, you know, lots of job satisfaction. Mhm. Okay. So just kind of tweaking things at, at the beginning and then yeah. um yeah, starting to see to if it gets better listening to your body so you know you could be doing a job so for me one of the things that I do within my within my day job is that I will I will listen to what my body says throughout the day so I can I'll do a to-do list for instance and I won't do it at the end of the day I do it first thing in the morning and I sit and meditate over that to-do list and I feel into what needs to be done throughout the day and I put it all down but then I don't just start from the top and work to the bottom I will every time I look at that to do list, I do the same like little mini meditation, feel into the task that needs to be done and prioritized. And I just flow through the day like that. Um, And little tricks like that will help you to just keep balance throughout the day. And it sounds quite nuts when you can be quite your your job can be quite my my you know recruitment is a full on job, lots of pressure, lots of sales to do, lots of targets to hit. But actually, it makes you more productive just taking those moments to sit, reflect, balance, restart. Um, and it's it's almost that power of pause throughout the day. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And, and just not driving, driving, driving all day kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, have you had clients then that have decided that their current career is just not right like and and then they have to start to think about the future and and where they go especially I mean you know you go through school and then you end up somewhere usually in your 20s um but then like for instance myself I'm 40 now you start to kind of reevaluate things right like there's you change a lot in that time is there then kind of a way that to kind of systematically do that I guess Yes. Well, the way that I work with my clients is I will take them through a guided meditation, whether that's a single meditation or a series of them. And I will work very closely with them to identify their purpose. And that's where Mm. working with my higher self and their higher self works, because I can I can tune in and I can I can work out what their purpose should be. And, you know, sometimes it isn't an immediate within the first hour. Sometimes it might take two or three. Um, And by doing that, I can really feel into what suits them. They get a clear idea of what feeling right for them. And then I can help to find, you know, to sort the CV out to make the CV. And the way that I write CVs isn't that this is read. I, again, use energy techniques that I will put that into the CV so that they'd be able to the CV when it arrives on the desk. It's a feeling led CV rather than a 
just reading it mm. straight off the page. Right. So I use a lot of energy work in the work that I do. Okay, that makes sense. And so in finding their purpose, it could be that it's more like a quality kind of thing that they're looking for as compared to maybe giving them, you know, your new job will be a lawyer. Is that kind of more the focus? Yes, yes. Okay. So it's what suits you. I mean, they could be a lawyer, but yeah. if you're looking in your 40s, that would mean retraining. Right. Some, some of my clients might want to go down that route, um, you know, and work alongside their day job to get where their purpose is. Um, but the majority of them is, is that looking for those qualities. What kind of role would suit them? Mm -hmm. Where are they going for? What sort of role? Are, and I use a lot of the law of attraction as well to attract in the, the jobs that will suit them using the qualities that they've got. Okay. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And so then you talked a little bit about guided meditation, but what are some of the other tools that you're using or providing your clients in terms of guiding to achieve the goals that you guys identify? So one of the big things is journaling. Um, and some of my clients that will come to me don't know how to journal. So I will teach them how to journal. Um, and the way that I do, I, I teach journaling is not just to sit there with a bit of pen, you know, with your journal and your pen and physically write your thoughts out as I was taught to as a child, you know, sit down, write down what happened in the day and then move on. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you allow the pen to flow and just to let your thoughts go, you will automatically start to connect inwards. So journaling is a big thing that I teach and any of my clients coming on, I will teach them how to do journaling in a different way um, just to be able to tune in and flow with those words. Um, and I've, it, it does become a bit of a habit. I constantly journal all day long now. <laughs> I've constantly yeah. got notepads <laughs> with me because if, if you just allow your thoughts to go and you can put them down, there's nothing gets trapped within your body then. Ah, Okay. So it's kind of releasing that energy. Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. And then, so do they do meditation on their own as well? I on can, the guided? Yes, I can give them guided meditations, but um, they a lot of my clients tend to find that once I've taught them how to meditate, that they can do them themselves and just tune in. Because when you're working with your higher self, it's slightly different and your higher self can actually guide you through the meditation yourself. I used to use, when I first started meditating, guided meditations all the time, but I tend to get quite distracted. Whereas if I just sit quietly in my own space and, you know, let the thoughts flow, much like the journaling, I find it a lot easier. So I tend to teach my clients that side of things as well, just to be able to do it themselves. Yeah. And the great thing about that is then you can do it from anywhere, right? You're not relying on, oh, I need to have my phone with me or I need my, you know, laptop with exactly. whatever, you know, YouTube connection. And you can or... do mini, mini meditations then throughout the day. So quite often as I'm working, I might just push my day. I'll feel, I'll feel tension in my shoulders. That tends to be a sign that I just need to take a few minutes and I will just push the chair back, you know, sometimes kick my shoes off just so I can feel the ground. And I just take a few minutes of breathing without having to listen to that guided meditation, but just be able to just sit quietly, you know, and take mm -hmm. a few breathing techniques so that you can just rebalance, recenter, maps go for a little bit of a walk if your body, if you feel you get the guidance that you need to take a bit of a walk and then come back and you, you normally just reset to do the next task. 
Yeah, similarly, I really do find movement during the day helps. Like back when I was kind of working in an office, I would work out on my lunch break a lot. Like, and I found just leaving, walking to the gym, doing a little workout, coming back. Like it just made a huge, huge difference in the day. So I can totally see um, that that would be really helpful. Yes. Yeah, and it does. And just standing up from your desk, you know, because um, typically when you're in a nine till five, you can sit in a you can sit at a desk all day long from the minute mm-hmm. you arrive to the minute you leave. You haven't hardly left apart from to make a few cups of coffee and perhaps sit mm-hmm. and eat your lunch while you're eating. So it is about pausing throughout the day and just taking those moments back for you. And it's not easy when you're not used to meditating um, or, or being able to connect in words like that. So that's what I tend to teach my clients is from that angle as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing is that, you know, when you're in the tr- traditional office environment, no one can really see that you're meditating, right? Like you're, <laughs> it's kind of one of those where, I, you know, it's harder to all of a sudden break out into some yoga poses or something like that. People <laughs> yeah. are looking at you like, pull, what is she doing? Pull your mat out and just start yeah. chanting. I think they might. <laughs> yes, exactly. There was, you know, if you could just sit in your chair, but just take a few moments, you could do it with your eyes open. Um, yeah. And I had one of my clients say to me, she used to do it while she was driving. And my first reaction was like, you meditate while you're driving. I don't know. But actually you can because you Mm -hmm. can almost set the intention to get you there safely and just allow your thoughts to go. So you can do meditation throughout the day while you're doing obviously I wouldn't advocate driving and meditating at the same time but she'd she'd mastered it (laughs) (laughs) oh that's amazing yeah I can see that I mean I've even had where I've put on some calming things well you know either talking or calming music and so yeah I could see how you could sort of get into that um lull kind of thing for sure and essential oils are also great as well. If you've got a burner, you can put a burner while you're working. Burning some essential oils while you're while you're working as well will just lift your vibration naturally without you having to, you know, if you feel it's a little bit awkward to meditate in the middle of the office and you're feeling a little bit strange, sometimes just the essential oils next to you just in a burner you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll raise your spirits anyway, or even you can, you, I, I tend to put them in the palm of my hand. So mm-hmm. you, you know, I just sort of looks like you're putting hand cream on and no, nobody around me will know that I've just put some essential oils in my hands and um, it just naturally lifts your, lifts your vibration. No, I love oils. Absolutely. Is there specific ones that you find are excellent? Yes. So I use Young Living and I recommend those to my clients as well. So I, mm-hmm. I do sell Young Living as well, but just because of the purity of the oils. Um, the ones that I burn in the burners throughout the day is peppermint and either lemon and orange. So I'll do a peppermint and lemon or a peppermint. So the peppermint and the citrus just tends to allow your brain to get some clarity throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes lavender will just you know calm you completely so lavender just throughout the day um I use one called clarity when I'm really stuck in a project and my brain needs to just think I'll use some clarity oil as well which is a blend um and frankincense is amazing so frankincense you can put on at the end of the day you know where you get those tired eyes mm-hmm. um and you put frankincense in the palm of your hands and just cup them over your eyes for a few moments and it just puts all the moisture back into your eyes without having to use eye drops. Uh, oh, wow. That's yeah. a good one. Hmm. I've never heard that one. That's really interesting. Okay. Um, and so I guess one of the things that I've been kind of thinking is I do a lot of, um, 
you know, side hustle kind of work on the side, right? Like I, I'm a writer, I do this podcast on the side. So how does one distinguish between needing a career change versus, you know, picking up kind of a passion project or a side hustle or something else that's maybe even it's just a hobby, um, but something that really is fulfilling some of that purpose. How do you know whether you should be getting it from your career versus your extra time, I guess? That's a brilliant question. And for me, what I think you, I've always the same. I've always had hobbies. I've always had side hustles going on. I've always had bits and pieces. But when you're in your day job, which is where your main focus is, you'll Mm -hmm. feel whether that's wrong or right. And you might be trying to overcompensate it by having those side hustles, which sort of lifts your spirits for a few hours and then you'll go off and have a sleep and then you'll be back into your day job. Um, And then that's where your vibration will completely drop down and you'll know that you're 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 sort of psychologically know that you're just trying to compensate for the fact that you don't like your job and you don't like where you are and you'll feel that. So you'll find almost that that side hustle, it becomes something that you're really drawn to because you're just trying to escape from the day job. Whereas if you're doing it alongside a day job that you actually enjoy, you're, it's just an extension of that enjoyment. It's it's not like, oh, I can't wait to leave because I've got to go and do this. And, and that's where I'm, if, do you know, I understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying mm-hmm. to explain it the best way. It's almost like you'll be, you'll be desperate to leave that day job just so that you can do the side hustle. Right. Um, and that's when you'll feel that that's not quite an alignment. And as you become more practiced in aligning yourself to where your purpose is, you will notice those signals and those signs a lot easier um, than the majority of people. Okay. So once you're kind of tuning into that purpose, then it might become apparent. Okay. That makes more sense to me. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's working in flow and in harmony and you'll know when you're in alignment, because as I touched on earlier, the law of attraction will automatically match your vibrations. So you might go through a period where you're working in your career and everything. If you're not, you can't sell properly, your clients are dropping off right here, left and center, you know, and you might be just hitting walls all the time because you're not in alignment. And it's little signals like that. Whereas when you're in alignment, you flow through the day, clients naturally are drawn to you, you naturally get the sales, your colleagues talk to you. It's a completely different place to be in than the one where you're unhappy. And you will start to be able to recognize those signals. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, you've mentioned the law of attraction a lot. So maybe do you want to dive into that a little bit? Yes, yeah, so the law of attraction is... Um, it's it's not about saying I want to win a million dollars and a million dollars lands on your lap. I mean, it'd be mm-hmm. lovely, but it's, it's <laughs> um, you have to be vibrationally matched to the energy that you're putting out into the universe. And that energy will then naturally attract, like attracts like. So it's about keeping your vibration to a level where naturally your your energy levels are at a certain height that law of attraction comes in there's lots of universal laws that I work with but law of attraction is such a lovely one because if you can raise your vibration enough you can attract in that same energy out to you so you can start setting the intentions of I want this job and this is where my energy is aligned to and you work your energy into alignment with the law of attraction Um, a couple of the other nice ones are law of balance that is a really nice one when you're just feeling a little bit 
discombobulated in your day and you just want to sit and just call in the law of balance and you'll feel your body will just start to, you know, relax a little bit. Um, so if you're feeling a bit anxious, that's a really good one to use. But law of attraction is, is lovely because when you're in complete alignment with where you're supposed to be, what your purpose is supposed to be and your energy levels are there, you'll find that you just flow and just work just comes to you which is a really nice, nice thing to experience. Yeah. It seems like a lot less kind of forcing. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes yes. you feel like you're, oh, you're driving to this and you're, you've got to really work, work, work and okay, I've got to get this in. And that this feels like it's just becoming more natural. Yeah. And when I, so I'm going to take it back to the pandemic last year. And this is when I really stepped into my career coaching. And when I decided that this was where I needed to be, I was, I was running a healthcare agency at that time. So we were a team of four. Um, we were two years old in the February, as, just as the COVID pandemic hit. So we were doing about 2000 hours a week. And as COVID hit, because it was care homes, they completely shut their doors to us in the UK. Um, and it wasn't just my agency, it was across the board. So we literally shrunk by 75% overnight. There was redundancies around us and my MD at the time was push, 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 push. You need to sell, 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 sell. So my team went into frantic, I need to sell, I need to hit the phones, we need to sell, sell, sell. So what they were doing was actually giving out energy of negativity because we're mm. desperate. We need that work, we need that work, give it to me. And I literally saw their stress levels start to rise. If I didn't get asked like, every single day by my team, are we going to be made redundant? Are we going to be made redundant? I was like, just, and I literally called an emergency meeting and I said, stop selling. I don't want you to sell. Um, and you can imagine their, <laughs> their amusement. Yeah. Where they were just like, what do you mean not sell? Our branches, we, we, you know, this half the company's been made redundant. We, you know, we could lose our jobs. Why are you telling us not to do our jobs? And there was this utter confusion. And I, and this was where my calling really stepped in because I thought I, I, I can really help. And I just said to them, I want you to trust in the law of attraction. I want you to set the intention that we don't need to sell, that the work's going to come. And I want you to work with your vibration in a way that we could just start to, produce that energy um, out there. And interestingly enough, the branch took off and we started getting clients coming to us. We started serving clients from a place of love instead of a place of frustration. And because of that, the clients then started just flowing in the door. And before, you know, within a couple of months, we were back to the levels of the February before the COVID hit. Um, and it was just, it was lovely to see their stress levels you know, drop off because obviously mm -hmm. they didn't have the pressure anymore, but also to see them happy that they weren't having to hit that brick wall every single day just out of sheer frustration. We just allowed the law of attraction to, to flow to us. And uh, it was just incredible. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I've seen this a little bit in some other advice in terms of, you know, growing even your social media community or maybe it's, you know, your own business and kind of the idea of serving your clients as number one and, you know, giving them exactly what they need and focusing on that as compared to like, what are my numbers, right? And even if it's a very small yeah. community that you've got, it's, it's just kind of doing the best for them. That seems kind of similar to me. 
Yes, yeah, exactly. And it's just setting those attentions that this is the kind of clients that you want to attract. Um, and I know in business circles, they talk about making sure that you've got your avatar and you're, you're selling to them. And that's effectively law of attraction, because you are saying, mm. this is the kind of person that I want to work with. This is who I want to attract. I'm going to align myself to them and therefore they are going to come to me. And so it is law of attraction without physically saying I'm going to attract that person in. Um but I think law of attraction can get a little bit misunderstood because they, mm-hmm. there is, like I said earlier, you know, I want a million pounds. Why is it not coming? Well, it's mm-hmm. not coming because your vibration's not there. If you put your vibration there, yeah, there's no reason why you couldn't attract in a million pounds. But you'd need to really work on your vibration to be able to put that out into the universe to have that come back. Okay. And so... I did want to talk a little bit about the pandemic, but yeah, maybe you can explain exactly the way that you work on it. Is that through the journaling, like working on your vibration? Is that through journaling and and meditation? Journaling and meditation, the essential oils. So um, with my team, obviously they were, I've been spiritual all my life. So for me, it was my, after my illness, I really stepped it up and I learned all these techniques. But Mm -hmm. for them in the midst of the pandemic, they weren't used to it. They were, they, you know, some of them tried crystals. Some of them tried, you know, would, would meditate. Some of them would journal, but none of them were all exactly the same as me. So it was a case of saying to them, you know, let's be open about what we want to do throughout the day. And, you know, and therefore they were able to be free in whatever they wanted to practice. So I didn't physically coach them. It was just a case of, right, okay, you mm-hmm. talk to me, you tell me as your manager, how you're feeling today, how is your energy? And they will come to me now and they will say to me things like, my energy's not quite right today. So I'm just going to sit back a little bit. Is that okay? But I know that tomorrow, because they've just reset a little bit, tomorrow would be better. Um, so their energy will have recharged that I will get double the amount out of them tomorrow. So it's not a case of mm-hmm. them sitting there and thinking, oh, I can milk it. <laughs> my boss yeah. knows that if I say my energy's bad, I'm going to, because it's, it's about having an element of trust within your team um, that, you know, they can say to me, yeah, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling quite great today. I'm not feeling in alignment with what I'm supposed to do. Um, and it's, it's about having that openness and that honesty. Um, and I didn't physically coach them in that at that time because obviously I was I just threw it out there in desperation like let's have but it was my aha moment for me to go mm-hmm. I need to take this out to the world because I've seen I've seen the effects just from not coaching and if that's not coaching and now I can coach people what effects is that going to have to the people that I can actually work with and my clients that I can work with moving forward Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And so a lot of your coaching, is that done online? Like, are you using something like Zoom or are you, you know, how are you doing that yeah, with people so in I the use, pandemic? I use Zoom um, and I do a lot of coaching via Zoom um, or Google Meet, depending what suits them. Um, it's all online so I can I can work with anybody, which is mm-hmm. which is really nice. Um, and a lot of it tends to be evenings, weekends, um, because particularly for the type of clients that I'm working with, they tend to find that they are better in the evenings when they haven't got the distractions of the day to talk to me. So I do a lot in the mm-hmm. evenings and over the weekends. Um, but yeah, Zoom is 
Zoom has become the way, <laughs> the go-to yeah. tool, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But in a way, like it is great because you know you do have access to to anybody and vice versa, right? That somebody yes. who's thinking this sounds like something they need. And because um, it's energy, it's it's. I don't physically need to be with that person because it's energy. And as long as I have permission to work with their higher self, I can triangulate the energy from their higher self to my higher self. So we can sort of do it remotely and um, physically work with their energies. So I'm a fifth dimension Earth certified energy healer. So it also means that I can, I can like as an energy holding that I can access within that. So I can do all of that remotely just by connecting in, using the energy that comes from the um, energy holding to be able to work with their soul energy as well. So it can all be done remotely. It doesn't need to be, you know, face to face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's partly what I was wondering is I know like things like Reiki, which I think uses your energy, like I thought that had to be in person. Um, But yeah, okay, so this is something you can do from afar. Yes, I can. Yes. No, that's really cool. Um, And yeah, I just wanted to check on the pandemic a little bit in terms of I know a lot of people that have really struggled with this, you know, now all of a sudden I'm working from home and I'm working in a very different maybe condition. And then some people have loved it. Like I know for myself, I love working from home. And so it's been a really, um, yeah, you know, a challenging switch because obviously it came very quickly. Um, But then also, you know, I've been for myself able to balance kind of my work and life a little bit better. I'm not commuting. I've got two kids. I feel like I'm more present, you know, for them. So I guess I just wondered, are you finding a lot of people because of the pandemic are either looking to switch careers, you know, maybe they aren't happy or looking to do more of this type of remote work? I I just yes. wondered if you've seen yeah, a trend. Yeah, I've, I've have seen a lot, little bit more of people coming through because they've got more time to find themselves. Mm-hmm. So um, even for for me and my team at the beginning of last year, you know, you're right. It was so sudden, and we were just suddenly sort of just thrust mm-hmm. at home. And being in recruitment, it was a case of people came into the office all the time for interviews. We were suddenly doing interviews remotely. A lot of my team, one of my team, didn't even have a space in her house to do. Mm-hmm. She ended up working from bed every day, and you know, oh, there, well, yeah. there was an elements of that coming in, and and they didn't know how to manage their time. But actually, as it started to, as as you start to get used to it, as you said, you learn to be able to balance your time a little bit better because mm-hmm. you would go, okay, I'm just going to pop the washing down, you know, and you wouldn't take those set lunch breaks that you would have to do when you're in the office. And so my my team, you know, were then saying, well, I don't actually want to go back to the office. I quite like being at home because they found that they they could balance everything themselves better. But I've also seen an increase in people then trying to find a new career because either they're being forced back into the office they don't want to and they want to work from home or they've been able to tune into themselves more because they've had the space away from sitting at your desk like a robot in the corner with everybody else. You know? Right. Well, and sometimes a little bit of a distraction, I think, in the office environment. Do you know what I mean? Like when you have a lot of maybe social things happening and that stuff, I think, tends to distract people from the 
this is my actual job kind of yes. yeah. <laughs> focus. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it really does. And you, you, you forget that, you know, I mean, we had to work because it, it was recruitment. So we, we had to work very differently to how we would in the office. And when you're in the office, um, you know, my team, being the being the boss you know it's always constantly can you help can you help can you help can you help and you know when you're used to that that's fine but then suddenly finding yourself at home going oh they're not calling me they're not calling me as much as they need me are they okay <laughs> yeah sort of stop being mother hen and and allow them to I allowed them a lot more flexibility because they weren't needing me as much because they were sort of learning to stand on their own two feet and um and be able to do things without because I wasn't I wasn't sitting next to them so they couldn't just go oh how do I do that can you remind me how, how to do that can you remind me how to do that there was none of that because they are sitting in their own house and mm-hmm. and so suddenly they didn't need me as much which which was a bit strange for me <laughs> yeah when it gone from that but for them it was it was great because they learned so many new skills because they learned to do things themselves and like you say there's no distractions is there you can just sit down do your job um um, particularly for me, as I would get pulled around all over the place, and then suddenly I could sit and just, you know, do my job, which was quite nice. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, I've had my kids around at times, so that's sometimes a bit of a distraction. Challenge? <laughs> can that could be a challenge? Yeah, yeah. No, for they don't sure. Understand? But... They don't understand, do they? No. <laughs> No, that's great. So I guess, are there any additional tools that you want to mention to our listeners? I know you've talked about quite a few, but I'm just wondering, or or any kind of take-home advice for them if they're struggling in terms of career and purpose? So one of the big tools that I use, and I did allude to it a little while ago, is that I am a fifth dimension earth um, energy practitioner. So I'm a certified practitioner of that. Um, So what that does is I actually work more on the healing side and I can do healing. It doesn't necessarily have to be career. It can be limiting beliefs. It can be blocks. I work very much within the life force around your soul. So I I can tune into their you know, their inner being and just be able to see if there's anything holding them back. I can raise energy, um, but I can also do that um, in a physical, you know, I had a client the other week and she had a skin condition. So I was working with her to, to push out the skin condition and, and change that. So that's an area that I do work with. And I do tend to find that clients come to me more for that. And that flows into their career because once they start working with energy there, career side of things naturally starts to flag up all the all the warning signs that there's something wrong so they'll start to go from the career from there so um yeah energy healing is is something that I do quite a bit of yeah that makes a lot of sense because I think we tend to dial more into the physical ailment right so you know if you're like oh I've got these really bad back or shoulders or something like that or skin condition and we we maybe don't realize that it could even be driven through stress or some of those career issues that that makes sense yeah and I did I did this I I learned well I certified as a healer within this for my own personal but once I realized that actually like you're saying you don't realize that all of those conditions can be it's fatigue on your body it's Mm -hmm. your your cells getting you're not looking after yourself properly and once you start healing that that's where all those signals start to come through that the career side of things might be the the impact of it um so a lot of my clients will just come to me for an hour's healing and go Mm -hmm. from there and then before they know it they're off um doing the other side of things because they've realized that they need a little bit more work 
Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nope, that makes a lot of sense. And I could see this being really valuable for somebody that's maybe trying to re-enter the workforce too, if they're not sure about where they should go. So say, you know, you're a mom, you've been off work for a while, and then you're thinking, okay, I don't want to go back to what I was doing. Um, doing some of this energy work could be helpful to find to find what you're meant to be yeah, doing I guess exactly exactly and really just sort of tuning into who you are particularly when you're a mum and you've not worked for a bit because you become a mum and mm -hmm. it's not that you've lost yourself but it is trying to find yourself again within isn't it it's trying to you know who am I now because you are a different person I, I've got three daughters myself so you become a different person don't you and and you become mm -hmm. somebody else but you want it to be an add-on. You want to still be a mum, but you also mm -hmm. want that add-on of being somebody else outside the family home that you can also add value. And if you get that bit right because of the the enjoyment, because when you, when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And I know it's a cliche, but it's so, so true. So if you're then happy in what you're doing, you come home as a better mum. And I tend to find that's the circle that my clients will find, will work in. Mm -hmm. No, no, that makes a lot of sense. So this sounds great. And I think super useful for people in terms of um, tuning into what they're really meant to do. And then you're right, like the health benefits that can come from that as well. Um, so how can listeners find out more about you online, social media, or if they'd like to access your services? So the my all my services can be found on my website, which is um, diamension.co.uk. Um, I've also got a Facebook group, um, which is called Just Be. Um, and obviously on Instagram under Penelope Lazell, they can follow me there. That sounds great. Okay. And so I'll put those into the show notes so that everybody can find them by just clicking away. Lovely. Well, thank, thank you, you. so much. Penelope, this has been really interesting and um, I've learned a lot for sure about some of the other techniques we can be using for um, discovering ourselves and, and even for finding our true purpose. Yes, lovely. I'm so lovely to chat to you. Thank you very much. Great. Thanks a lot. Thanks to Penelope Lazell for joining me this week so that we could hear more about what it means to be an intuitive career coach and soul healer. I loved her tips that focused on journaling as well as using essential oils and meditation. I also liked our conversation around knowing when you're in alignment or that flow state and how that can really reflect when you're working into your purpose. If you'd like to find out more, you can visit Penelope on Instagram or at her website www.dimension.co.uk. Thanks. I wrote a book. I'd love for you to check it out. Pendulum by S.E. German is available now. Pendulum is a heartwarming story that follows a young boy who experiences mental health challenges like anxiety, OCD and depression, ADHD and tics following an infection. It turns out he has a little known disorder called PANDAS. The book follows the young boy as he struggles with his health issues as well as regular middle grade issues and it can act as a wonderful catalyst between you and your children to talk about mental health issues and other things that are going on in their life. Pendulum is available online through Amazon Worldwide, 
Barnes & Noble, the Friesen Press Bookstore, and a number of other online retailers worldwide. And you can check out Chapter 1, the audio version of Pendulum for free on the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast in Episode 64. I hope you enjoy Pendulum by S.E. German and let me know what you think. I'm excited to announce the launch of my author website, www.se-german.com. On this website, you can find out all the information about my publications, focused areas on my novel, Pendulum by S.E. German, where there are questions for parents as you work through the novel with your children, as well as teacher resources that can be used in the classroom. There's also information about the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast and recent press. Please visit www.se-german.com. And while you're there, you can scroll to the bottom of the homepage where there is an area to subscribe to my email list to get updates on my writing, events, and the podcast. And when you subscribe, you get a freebie. The freebie is a 30-day self-care calendar with 10-minute ideas to do self-care every day for 30 days, and you can join us for the June 30-day self-care challenge. Visit www.se-german.com. Thank you for listening to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. Please keep in mind this podcast is not intended to be medical or professional advice. If you are looking for that advice, please seek that out from a professional. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can visit my blog, www.theallergybeast.wordpress.com, or follow me online at Sarah Lady Gluten on Instagram, S A R A L A D Y G L U T E N, or the Facebook page, Sarah Lady Gluten. If you do like the podcast, please consider subscribing so that you will get the podcast update every week and or reviewing the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. Thanks again and have a great week.